Welcome to the Kessler Law Firm podcast. I'm Michael Kessler, and I've been a criminal defense lawyer here on Florida's Treasure Coast for more than 30 years. One of the main focuses of our work here is DUI defense, and today we're going to talk about formal review hearings, which some people call refusal hearings. On today's podcast, I'm joined by my good friend, Joe Mancini. Joe was admitted to the Florida Bar in 1983 after spending a little time practicing law in Kentucky. He helps us out here at the Kessler Law Firm doing litigation support. In years past, he did a lot of these driver's license formal review hearings. A lot of lawyers tell their clients those hearings can't be won. Joe, you've heard that a lot of times, haven't you? Amen. Clients come to us and say, I don't want to do the driver's license hearing because so-and-so told me they can't be won. We know that they can be won. Joe and I both have won lots of these hearings. Joe, why don't you tell us about one of these hearings that you won? I'd be happy to. Thank you, Mike. First, by way of context and background, Florida has a law that's commonly referred to as the implied consent law. And basically, the gist of it is that driving in the state of Florida is a privilege, not a right. And if the state of Florida finds it in its heart to grant you the privilege to operate a motor vehicle, by the very act of doing that, you as a driver consent to, among other things, roadside breathalyzer tests to determine whether or not you're driving under the influence of content alcohol or other substances uh, in your system. And the state can get away with that because Technically, the word license really means permission slip. Correct. So if the state grants us a permission slip to drive, they can put conditions on it. Right. And that's, that's one of the conditions. And a common scenario is someone is pulled over under suspicion of DUI. There's some interaction with the law enforcement officer. Oftentimes, uh, they conduct what are called field sobriety exercises. I think a lot of people are familiar with some of those. They'll touch the nose, walk a straight line, things of that nature. But at some point in the process, uh, if the officer believes that you may be driving under the influence, he or she will then ask you if you'll consent to what we commonly refer to as a breathalyzer test. Now, under the implied consent law, as I said, they put that condition that you've impliedly consented to go ahead and do the test. Now, if you refuse that test, the officer can, in a sense, write you up for that and automatically suspend your license for one year. Now, if it's a second refusal, if you have if you've done this in the past, refused to take the breathalyzer, your license can be suspended up to 18 months, and it's considered a misdemeanor at that point. Now, there's a caveat to that, and based on certain court decisions, and the language of the law itself, which says these breath tests must be, quote, incident to a lawful arrest. Courts have looked at that and decided what that means is the request and your, quote, refusal must come after you've been arrested. Otherwise, uh, law enforcement could stop anybody driving down the street and say, excuse me, I want you to take this breath test, and you say no, and lo and behold, they can suspend your license, which is ludicrous. 
So it has to come, the request and your refusal have to come after you're under arrest. Now, the case, uh, one that comes to mind quite readily, the situation was the officer did the usual, you know, pulled the, the individual over, uh, went through the field sobriety exercises, and then said, you know, will you submit to a breath test? And the person refused. Some other activity took place, and then the officer placed the individual under arrest and, again, suspended the license for a year automatically. And the hearings you're talking about, you have the right, if that, if that happens, you have the right to go to the Florida DMV and contest that, that suspension based on your refusal. Now, in the case I'm thinking of, the officer's arrest affidavit itself, a sworn document that he or she fills out, uh, basically laying out the details of the encounter. In the body of it itself, the officer was laying out his narrative, and he talks about uh, reading them their implied consent warning that if they don't, if they refuse, their license could be will be suspended for a year or 18 months that there was a prior refusal. He goes through all of that. Then there's some additional narrative. And then towards the end, the officer finally said, and then I placed them under arrest. And it's vital in, in that case that the quote refusal came prior to the arrest. And Florida, various Florida court decisions and Florida DMV have recognized that that's illegal that's improper for the the officer and therefore the suspension based on refusal is invalid is invalidated and you get your license back and nothing's on your record now that's separate and apart from any criminal proceeding but right this is an administrative um, proceeding a hearing uh and that's the one people will refer to as well you can't win those but if you pay attention to detail and you know the substantive law there are ways to win those. And that is one that really springs to mind for me. Okay. So what we're looking at here is, first of all, your driver's license right above where you sign it says, I hereby consent to submit to any sobriety test required by law. That's the implied consent. You're consenting in advance when you get your license. The required by law part is if you have been arrested for DUI. Correct. You see, we don't have any pre-arrest breath testing in Florida. In order for a person's driver's license to be at stake, they have to refuse to submit to a breath, blood, or urine test after having been arrested. So in that case, you looked over all the paperwork and you realized there was no evidence that this person had refused after arrest. Correct. And so you made the decision tactically not to subpoena the police officer to the hearing because we're allowed to do that right. because you didn't want to give the officer an opportunity to say, I also asked this person after arrest. Right. And the arrest affidavit, as I said, is, is prepared by the officer at the time or shortly thereafter of the, of the arrest. And it's his narrative sworn to as to what the, the, the facts are, what the events were. And once that document is submitted into evidence, it's a relatively simple matter to point out that discrepancy to the hearing officer and say, look, this is not kosher. You can't do this. And they agree. 
So we had a very satisfied client. So it helps to not only know the law, but also look at the evidence, read everything. The devil is in the details sometimes. And you and I, in addition to being uh, doing what we do for a living, we're we're also card players. And I, I know my dad lots of times used to tell me, trust everybody, but check the cards. Exactly right. And, and that's what you did. And, and so these DMV hearings are not impossible to win. That's yeah, that's absolutely correct. And you know, law enforcement, I mean, I, I admire the work they do. Lord knows I couldn't pull over a car at two in the morning by myself. Um, but they make mistakes or for whatever reason, you know, not implying it's intentional, but mistakes take place. And the law is very clear. You know, this is due process. This is the Constitution. This is statute. I mean, it tells, lays out how this is supposed to work. And if they don't comply with that, um, if we don't enforce that, then, you know, we have chaos. We're supposed to be a nation of laws. And that's what the law says in this regard. Well, Joe, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. I hope you'll join us again. I appreciate it, Michael. Thanks a lot. And folks, thanks for joining us on the Kessler Law Firm podcast. And if you'd like to find out more about us, please visit our website at www.kesslerlawfirm.com. See you again soon.